It's the Power Hour LSU podcast. Let's go! LSU, Arkansas, the battle for the golden boot. Will LSU remain focused after what happened last week? It's very important that we stay consistent in our uh, preparation and our process. I don't believe that we should decide now to get sidetracked and think about everything else except Arkansas. Now, if you don't know who that was, I'll reveal who it is in just a second, but I want to ask you a question like we do at the beginning of every PHL podcast. Do you believe this game will be close? Because I feel like there is a collective of all of us that believe this game is going to be a nail-biter, and we're all fearing the 11 a.m. kickoff, the cooler temperature, the Bama hangover, and the fact that this point spread is only LSU by three, and these teams couldn't be going in more opposite directions than they are right now. LSU is a team where they've honestly been the best team in the SEC for the past couple of weeks now outside of maybe Georgia. And you look at Arkansas, they are fresh off their worst performance of the season versus Liberty, where a very hobbled K.J. Jefferson um, wasn't great. And quite simply put, they deserve to lose that game. The scoreline made it look a little bit closer than what it looked like. And look, Arkansas's defense, which hasn't been good all year, they kept getting beat in the deep corner portion of the field, and Arkansas just couldn't get anything going offensively. And what is normally their strongest unit, Sam Pittman, uh, known for his offensive line prowess, he used to be the O-line coach of Georgia. He actually mentored our offensive line coach, Brad Davis. Well, his offensive line looked absolutely horrible versus Liberty, Arkansas is trending negatively. Their defense continues to look bad, but the point spread is still set at three. And what's interesting is I look at some of these analytic accounts, including Parker at Stats O'War, who has Arkansas scoring over 30 points, according to his projection in this game, but he still has LSU winning 35 to 33. Now, all of that, could still end up being an LSU blowout or a potential Arkansas upset. That's the scary thing about it because, well, I think we all feel LSU is not going to be their absolute sharpest in this game. Now, that was Josh Williams, the former walk-on, now scholar, I believe he's on scholarship running back at LSU, who honestly has been probably the most surprising story this year on the SEC team with all the broken tackles and each of the last two games Josh Williams has converted a third and seven run um the the guy's just phenomenal and he's got a phenomenal mindset you gotta get focused for this Arkansas game because what you did versus Alabama while we will never forget where we were for that game it means absolutely nothing if you don't get the job done versus Arkansas now Normally, our podcasts have some kind of deeper like meaning, but today we're just going to do a very simple breakdown 
of this game. And we already shared like a few things about Arkansas that are very interesting, how they are not playing well, how they started off the year really hot. But in a lot of these games, they have some very unlucky losses on the year. They did lose to Texas A&M, but that game featured a 99-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown for Texas A&M, and Arkansas did miss a chip shot field goal late that would have given them the lead. Um, Arkansas also lost to Mississippi State. They didn't have their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, for that game, and of course, they've also lost to Liberty, and they do need one more victory to get to bowl eligibility, and look, they're going to be hungry for it. And that is the scary thing about it. LSU is also going to be hungry for a victory, but Arkansas doesn't have any more guaranteed victories left on the schedule as they will play Ole Miss and a very tricky Missouri game to end the year. So this is a physical team. This is a team with Sam Pittman that loves to run the football. And look, LSU is a team that... Last week, their defensive tackles playing at an extremely high level did have a high snap share, and Alabama center last week didn't have a good game. Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg is arguably the best in the SEC. So lots of tricky matchups there, but I do feel comfortable LSU winning this game by double digits. I know Arkansas is going to be up for this game, battle for the golden boot, but I still think their skill position guys, kind of like Alabama, really don't make a whole lot happen on the outside. They have decent guys, lots of single-digit players. Number seven, Trey Knox, will drop a lot of passes, but he's a very good tight end. Jaden Hazelwood's a former five-star recruit um, outside, a wide receiver for them, number nine. Number three, Matt Landers is another fifth-year transfer. And uh, Rocket Sanders, their running back is probably just as good as Jameer Gibbs. They are very different players. Gibbs obviously has higher upside, but Sanders is a unit. And speaking of Sanders, Drew Sanders, their defensive player, number 42, is their Harold Perkins, a five-star recruit who is truly good at doing a little bit of everything as an edge linebacker player. So they've got good pieces, but I do think this team lacks overall athleticism, and I think that's where the difference is going to be in this game. Now, if Malik Hornsby, their backup quarterback, plays, he is every bit as fast, if not faster, than Jaden Daniels, and we know Jaden Daniels is one of the fastest quarterbacks in the SEC. There is no quarterback within 10 rushes of 10 yards or more this year in all of college football, Malik Hornsby is that level of a runner. Now, he's not as creative as a runner as Jaden Daniels, but he is a very north and south, thinner quarterback, but he can't really throw it, right? So that's going to be a major hamstring if they actually do decide to throw the football with Malik Hornsby. I can see a lot of mesh concepts being run. That's something that Arkansas does a lot of. They also do a lot of screens to their wide receivers to get them going. And Kendall Bryles, the son of Art Bryles, is one of the best play callers in the country. I really do believe that. Now, I I do think defensively they lack um, a lot. They've had some big injuries there. 
So I think that's where LSU is going to win this game. I do think offensively this will be a big day for them. And one minor little nugget here is Arkansas special teams is actually pretty solid. Cam Little, good kicker. Reed Bauer, good punter. So I do think LSU wins this game by 10. I'm going to give you a final score here. LSU 31, Arkansas 21. Now, hope you guys give it a five-star review. Tell your friends about it. All the good stuff here. I just love doing this podcast. Very relaxed. But the big shebang is, of course, our LSU YouTube channel. Live streams all throughout the week. Of course, our pregame, halftime, postgame shows. All the good stuff there. And as we always do at the end, we give you one little nugget here. And this is the most interesting thing about the Battle of the Golden Boot. Or Battle for the Golden Boot. So... Um, I am very familiar with Arkansas. I grew up there, went to high school there, and a lot of my friends went to the University of Arkansas. So the Battle of the Golden Boot um, is something that actually does mean a little bit more to me, but it doesn't mean anything to LSU fans at all. And it means everything to Arkansas fans. This is their number one rival. This is what they look forward to as much as anything else during the course of the year. LSU fans don't even have Arkansas in their top three, maybe not even top four. I think a lot of us hate Florida more, hate Alabama more, hate Texas a more, and definitely hate Ole Miss more. So it's, it's very interesting how one-sided this relationship actually is, right? And I just always find that to be so unbelievably fascinating but i i am still going to stick with lsu winning this game by 10 it is the phl podcast baby Bam! and tonight oh how about some s'mores action let's go